good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacks' Friends with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mo. Out here. Welcome to late late night furnace edition. Woo! Late night furnace. <laughs> Fellow talk things. You da 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 da. It's about to get saucy. It's not. I promise. Um, special guest with us today. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Miss Andrea. Hi. How are you? Um, thank you. Good. Is this your Thanks. third third time on the furnace? Andrea. Second or third? Oh, I say it's going to be one of those connection days today oh my gosh it froze anyway it should be all right it should be all right um happy birthday to martin luther king uh, martin luther king on the day we're recording it's his birthday shout out to him and his dream for the world who martin luther king King. oh martin luther king okay okay what do you mean who i didn't didn't hear you oh yes it's his birthday today shout out to him all those good things there um Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Cool. Uh, who's who's in the hot seat this week? I say Peter. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll take the hot seat. Okay. Can I go first? Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> okay, Peter. Question for you. There you go. So after Jesus comes again and we're all in heaven, mm. what is stopping? Um, Angels revolting the way they did the first time with Lucifer. Hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe they would have seen uh, <laughs> they would have seen Lucifer's end. <laughs> um, I, I don't actually know, but then then again, I don't really know um what's what's stopping them from revolting now, other than lucifer who was at a certain level you know one of the well the the most beautiful the greatest uh, of angels possibly responsible for music and worship and stuff like that i don't know if any other angels are in that position um and thus would not uh, any any angel i mean he, he if he cons- convinced the third of heaven to to join him then any angel can do that but i i imagine you know after after that there's nothing to stop them to say you can't do this but whatever it is that's keeping the remnants not doing it i imagine will carry on as as is now so you think that after lucifer went god didn't refill his position it it, it just got left vacant no it sounded like um it sounded like he and a third of heaven were removed um from he, he and a third of the host were removed and that's that and and when who was it uh i forget but when um i think it's michael's interaction with him he, he's you know it's it's never like someone's taken up your place it's oh no not no michael's interaction that's what i'm trying to think so when god was talking to the power behind the king of who babylon one of them um it sounded as though he was in a place of high esteem he was taken down and it almost sounded tragic because that place of esteem is now empty um and so i don't think anyone took his place uh per se uh, i think you know he, he did what he did he got kicked out and whatever is keeping the angels from not revolting now i imagine will keep them from not revolting once all is said and done cool i'm happy with that it's a harder one because i i don't think well 
I don't think there's much in terms of um, biblical uh, evidence for it um, or for why the other angels aren't doing what Lucifer did or why no one's done it again, unless you guys know different. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I don't think so. Mm. No, I'm happy with that. Moses, you happy with that? Moses, you're muted. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Well, Andrew, are you happy with that too? Yeah, that was a good answer. Cool. Do you have a question for Peter this evening? Do I have a question for Peter? Yes. Oh, can you come back to me? I'll come back to you. Thank Moses, you. you're up. Yes, sir. So, uh, Peter, I was about to call you Moses, mad. Um, so, so, Peter, um, there is a school of thought within Christianity that claims that there was an earth before the earth that we know now. And that there was life on that earth. And so in the Genesis account, where it's like the world was void and this and that, it's almost almost insinuating that there was something before that. There was another habitable earth that God almost wiped out and then created this one. Um, So it's a twofold question. Firstly, whether you've come across that or not, what are your thoughts around that? And secondly, how does that, if there was an earth before earth now that we have it, how does that affect the gospel message? All right. So if, I, if I'm thinking of the same thing you're thinking of, and I imagine there's probably different uh, theories out there, you're probably referring to the gap theory. Um, and that's almost uh, supported by the fact that the word, um, the word for and the earth was without form and void, the Hebrew word for it insinuates it had become. So the earth, so, so a more literal translation would be the earth had become without form and void. And then if you look in other places where God is talking about what he, what he did, I think in Job and somewhere in Isaiah as well, it says the Lord created the earth. He did not create it void and without form and thus there's this idea uh, the gap theory that between genesis 1 1 and genesis 1 2 there's something that happened that word is also used the word had become is also used when the aftermath is as a result of some sort of punishment so the same word is used for lot's wife when she turned and became a pillar of salt that same word is used. There's another word. Uh, it's used as well when I think there's a land that's ravaged by war and the land had become barren. Um, and it's that same word uh, it had become. And, and it's that same word that's used. So indicating there's some sort of action or punishment or wrath that's occurred to this thing to leave it in this state that it becomes. Um do I think that's the case? So for me, I like the gap theory. I actually like gap theory because it, it, um, it, it presents a very nice chronological um, story. God created the earth, wherever it was, and then 
the devil rebelled. So interesting enough uh, for uh, Robert to ask his question about Satan. Then Satan revolts. God casts him down to earth. His being cast down to earth ravages the place and it becomes without form and void. Um, I don't necessarily hold on to it. You know, I'm not going to build my my theology on it. I don't think it takes you to heaven. But for me, in my head, it forms a very nice sort of timeline to to to, to observe. And so um, I, I actually like that gap theory. How does it affect um, the the gospel message? I don't think necessarily it it does because whether or not that's you know the the gap theory for me serves as a good point to say this is when satan fell from heaven and say why he was on earth and 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 all of that Um, but that doesn't affect the fact that there was still adam and eve who we descend from so whoever was there before if there was their life before that doesn't really matter because adam was created new and eve was created new uh, from adam and we come from them. So anything else prior to doesn't really, really matter because we end up still inheriting their sin um, and having our own sin. And we still end up requiring uh, salvation, which is what Christ comes to provide. Yeah, I think the tension that I'm finding with it is mm. that if there was life, like if if there were, I don't quite know if there'll be like humans or however, but if there was like tangible life on earth mm. before the earth that we know it, and with the statement in Revelation saying the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth, mm. it almost then begs the question, why why weren't they included in the redemptive saga? Or were they included in, in the redemptive saga and God started again? And so that then leads to the question of, is, is this, quote-unquote, the new Jerusalem? When you say they're not being included in the redemptive saga, how do you mean? And so so what I mean is, if it became void, like that means mm-hmm. everything that was is no more. Yeah. Like everything that was is no more, it's been wiped away. And so almost like... Um, the floods where everything was washed away. Unless everything was washed away and only Adam and Eve were left. And then God started again in the case of Noah. Uh, in the case of Noah. But again, the Bible doesn't present that narrative. The Bible presents that they were fashioned. They were created anew. It was something new, wholly new that happened. And so the problem, the problem that I find is if the lamb was, if Jesus, the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth, that would in, that would infer that it was before the earth was formed, and if there was life before life that we have it now, then in Jesus being in the Lamb being slain before the foundation of the earth, were they not included in that redemption? That's so, what I mean. The redemptive saga. So, so when 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 the Bible says um, the Lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth, I think we have to be we have to be mindful of what, what, if any, um, uh, what was the word for these things? Um, grammatical things are being used. Not, it's not grammatical. What am I trying to say? Um, metaphorical. 
it's not even it's not even metaphorical but you know when you are when you study literature and you're looking at all the different things that are being used yeah. so when the when the bible says god spreads out his wings like a like a or he you know he gathers his children like a mother and yeah. yeah it's not saying that god has wings like a chicken it's saying metaphorically that he does that yeah. so when when the bible says um or at least in my opinion when the bible says the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth i see it as the decision was made before the foundation of the earth and i say it in the sense of god knew what it would cost him mm-hmm. to create man to do all of that and everything yeah. and he still made us anyway. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't him being omni omniscient and him being outside of time, knew all of these things and made that decision anyway. And thus, mm-hmm. effectively, the lamb has been slayed from before the foundations yeah. of the earth because that decision has been made. This is a perfect God who's not going to, you know, um, be surprised by something and decide against it otherwise. Because we also, being in time, have a specific point that we can point to to say, well, actually the lamb was slain here yeah. when yeah. he was on the cross. Yeah. Except for God is outside of time. And so it's the same thing with um, that that I, I think um, I've heard a teacher illustrate. If you're watching a float, like a, a parade go past, and you're standing in front of your door and it's going past, you're only experiencing it linearly. Mm. You see one float, next float, next float. Someone standing maybe from a helicopter sees the entire thing at the same time yeah. and is able to then say, you know, like they're able to say what's going to what's at the end of the float at the same time as they see what's at the beginning and have that sort of that perspective. Because mm. when the Bible says the, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, I see it more as metaphorical in that God had decided and this was going to be because God has decided. Um, but we have a specific point in time. And I say that to say then that um, everything else that happened beforehand, because remember that God also created the angels and they were also in existence to even yeah. applaud the creation of man. Yeah. And so there was existence before um, the earth and everything we know about the earth, we don't even know um, pre the fall because all we all our experience of earth is after the fall so even when they were in the garden what the snake looked like if it was a snake but what that looked like with legs there that whole physiology we have no concept of and thus in my opinion it's it's not necessarily as significant because all of that kind of doesn't matter anyway because there's a new line in the sand from Adam's fall that we relate to, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think I just I just need to clarify as well. Mm. Um, in me saying the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth was wasn't insinuating um, a physically like cutting off Jesus's head before mm. the foundation of the earth, but in the, in what you're saying in terms of like God knew what it would what was going to happen and what it would cost. Um, in that he would, there would have to be the incarnation, there would have to be death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, and that would have to happen in time, and all of that was taken into consideration when God created the earth that, as we know it now. Um, but the, the reason it's such a sticking point for me is that in, in the narrative that we have and how we see God working, in that as soon as Adam and Eve fell, the promise of the son was, was made. And it was like, there's going to be a redemptive, that the seed of Eve is going to crush the serpent's head. That that redemptive message was preached then. And we see throughout the entire 
in that the entire Bible story that God was almost working with the foresight of what was going to happen in time. But it's like the, the awareness of what had already been planned in eternity. And it, it's, it, be, it almost betrays that notion and that graciousness of God in that redempt. That's why I said the redemptive saga and that he, like everyone who sinned, everyone who made a mistake was viewed in light of what was about to happen, was viewed in light of Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. And it's like, but prior to that, he just wipes everyone, even with the foreknowledge that this is what it's going to take to redeem the people that I have created. And so even if like Satan came down and scattered the whole place and like people were doing a madness and blah, 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 God had already known that this is what it's going to take. And then for him to be like, I'm going to wipe everyone. So it's almost like um, Lot, the example you used where he went there and he redeemed Lot even though there was like consequences for the rest of them, he redeemed a lot. And, and there's still that sense of graciousness. But this, um, this notion, again, the yeah, Bible yeah. doesn't present any ideas or anything like that. So potentially some of them are in heaven right now. We don't know if, if, that, is, if that is true. But because there's nothing there, it's almost like, where it, was everyone wiped away? Is it just like everyone's in hell? Was everyone just blown into oblivion? And then God just started. And that's why I'm like, it almost betrays how God has presented himself within the new narrative, in his, in his knowledge of this is what it's going to take to redeem humanity. And then viewing the sins of the past in light of the redemption of the future. Well, now the redemption of the past in terms of time. Um, but not doing that for the people who came before Adam and Eve. Ah, okay, okay. So, so the other presumption is that whatever life was before Adam and Eve was human, because when God says, "Let us make man in our image," mm. um, we don't know that He said that beforehand, or True. that that was what was said mm-hmm. before this whole thing. So, we know there's significance in us because the Bible yeah. makes notes of that significant thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, if if life if the life before was almost like reptilian or whatever, um, wasn't human, um, Homo sapiens, if you want to be specific, like scientific or whatever, then that then presents something whole, like totally different. And Jesus being human, the redemptive saga is is for humanity, as opposed to just everything. Um, so yeah, that that would work better. But still, yeah, it just it doesn't sit right with me. I wanted to pick your brain, and I thought it would be good for sorry, not sorry. Hopefully, you haven't taken up too much time. <laughs> no, it's good that that took a bit of time, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick, just just a quick question, just a bit of a silly question, just based on that, um, just based on what what you just last said about um Jesus coming coming in human form for for us humans. If someone like say Wonder Woman was actually like real. Would Jesus' sacrifice cover her as well? Personally, I don't think so. Because technically, Wonder Woman would be Nephilim. If if you follow the, the train of thought I, I have, because she would have been human and something else. 
Um, and that's what, in, in my opinion, and I know there are different views, but that's what the Bible refers to in the sons of God that came down, took wives of men. Then their offspring were the great men of old and of renown, um, who were like the Heracles and, and all of those mythological beings. Um, and so she would be Nephilim. And I don't think, I think p- part of the reason why God sent a flood with Noah was because of that whole gene pool problem that was presented by the Nephilim and sin and all of that jazz. So no, I don't, I don't think um, uh, it would have covered her. Uh, that, that concept also set up in the Kingsman Redeemer in that you have to be of the kind that you're coming for. And that's why the blood of goats and bulls was never going to be enough. It had to be the blood of a human being sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm happy. I'm happy. Andrew, any question from you? Firstly, I have to say that response was very powerful. I felt that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did have a question and it was about the, the principle of what you sow is what you reap. So my question was the whole you reap what you sow. If you sow something bad and then you realise that you've sown bad seeds but you don't want to reap a bad harvest. Can you say to God, God, I don't want to reap a bad harvest. Can you uproot the seed that I've sown or the seeds that I've sown, please, so that I don't see bad fruits? Or will you just have to live through the reaping of what you've sown, despite your repentance, despite your sorrow and whatever else? Okay, so... I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to speak authoritatively on this because I think it's. I'm still sort of building my theology around it. But a few things come to mind. So, um, on well before Christ's death and and his you know final work for our redemption, I look at the story of David, and you know all of his shenanigans with Bathsheba and uh, and all of that, and you look at some of the Psalms and you see him begging God for forgiveness. Um, but then you look at the uh, the repercussions of what he faced, and there is a sense of grace tempering the justice that he faced. Um, you know, he, he ended up killing man's, uh, killing, a, killing a woman's husband and all of that, and, and having a child with her, well, a child that dies. And, but somehow Solomon also comes out of it who is significant because he, uh, from from that line, Christ comes as well. So there's there's this this interesting mix of grace and justice in the life of David, who was before Christ finished work. Now, looking at things today, I think there's, I, I tend to think of God's chastisement and his discipline as what would be seen in a good father or in a a good shepherd where you make a mistake maybe you realize it and there's some consequences i can't say definitively what warrants some of those consequences being removed and what doesn't but a lot of the time we see at least i see in my life where by the grace of god those consequences don't come to pass um and and by the grace of God, and more often than not, it's when, especially when 
there's been genuine repentance, there's been genuine turning. And I don't say that to say that's causative of those consequences being removed, because I don't think that's how it works. Mm. But I think the purpose of um, God's protection of us and God's disciplining of us is, at the end of the day, for us to be conformed to the image of Christ. Mm. So whatever gets us there, I think he knows and is what he allows us to sort of go through. You look at someone like Job, and technically he hadn't done anything. You know, after the whole situation, we find out that there was a lot of self-righteousness there and, you know, stuff like that that God got dealt with. But he hadn't really done anything wrong in terms of the law and stuff. And so for God to then suggest him to the devil and him to go through all of that, his friends were saying, you know, you've done something wrong. Repent of your sin. And he was like, nah, I haven't. But then at the same time, you look at someone like a Peter who also denied Christ. And, you know, uh, when he was there and he denied Christ completely, um, he didn't he didn't die of it. He 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 went out, he wept, he, he repented. And when Christ came back, he didn't even like call him out of his name for it. At the end, he you know, when when the Holy Spirit comes, Peter's the one that stands and speaks for 3,000 to come to Christ, and he goes on to have a a fruitful ministry. So I think with with the whole sowing and reaping thing, there is truth to it, and I won't even take that away, but I think God's grace sort of buffers us to the point where the the, the end goal is conforming to the image of Christ. And I think God allows us to face what we need to face you know um to be disciplined in as much as will get us there because sometimes those consequences can also kill and what's the point of disciplining someone to the extent where they're dead like well that's you know there's nothing to grow from you're dead yeah um and so that's sort of how i think it but i wouldn't i wouldn't just say repentance saves you from all of the consequences because maybe you need to go through some of that Mm. um to to actually grow and to be conformed to the image of Christ. But then sometimes as well, and, and God is the one that knows these things. And that's why I sort of would leave it in his hands. And I think the most important thing is that we keep on going back to him. And whatever we do reap will be used. It will never be in vain, almost, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. Yes, you're using these emotions, these emoticons, boy. Then I am emoji queen, okay? Hey, come on. Emoji <laughs> and gifts. Wait, I'm, I'm, not, Peter. I'm not even seeing this. It's on. It's coming on her SA, her name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll give you a round of applause too. Give her that clap, that slow clap. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to add as well, yeah. Um, like, I've, I've been exposed to the situation. So I think there's, there's almost a difference in like natural repercussions and spiritual repercussions Mm. um and again as peter was saying not necessarily speaking authoritatively or trying to be like um like this is always going to happen because god's grace can always circumvent certain things that happen but like a very practical one if you rob the bank and then your face is on cctv but you try to repent afterwards like it might get political You can repent and everything's there. Like, you might get a, a slightly less sentence or whatever, but I reckon that, like, the natural repercussions of the decisions you have made, mm. you will still face. Like, one of my old pastors was like, 
if someone in the congregation was to murder someone and came and confessed to him, he would pray with the person and then call the police right afterwards. That's right. And I rate him for that. And and it's, it's, it's like another practical one is if, if you had um, unprotected sex outside of marriage and then you repent, but then it's like you get pregnant. Is is like, it may, it may be a case of you don't, it may be a case of you do, but regardless of whatever, that's almost like a natural consequence of the lust that was in your heart and you acted on it and blah, blah, blah. So it's like God is forgiving you of the, the state of your heart, but the physical repercussions of your actions you still need to live with. Um, Again, another example. I just quickly, my boy went, um, <laughs> was banned from driving, but he still went driving. Mm. Now, he got caught, and then he gave my next boy's name and address. <laughs> <laughs> and then my next boy gets um, a letter through his door talking about, yeah, you need to report to this place at this time. These times, my boy ain't told the second boy that he did this. So the second boy is just like, yo, well, go on. Well, I got this letter through my door. My boy's like, yeah, no, you know what? That was me, innit? I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to bang medicine. So, brother, I'm, I'm going to need you to hold this L for me. And the second boy is like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm not on it. <laughs> I need my license. I need a clean license. I'm not on it. And then my boy calls me and it's like, oh, yeah, like I repented. But I'm just like, but I don't like, let's, let's put that to the side, yeah? Not only did, were you in the wrong, you gave the next person's name. I think the best thing to do is to put your hand up and say, yeah, that was me and take the L. Yeah, retribution. And it's like, he was just like, oh, and, and it's like, and the, the reason I use this example is like, you have put yourself into a position and even though that you have repented and you have seen the errors of your ways, you still need to address it in a way that still reflects and glorifies God, even if it means holding the L and handling it in a way that reflects God and reflects your heart towards God. Repentance, as, as John the Baptist said, repentance is like um, when people are asking him, what should we do to show that we have repented? He was like, yo, if, if you're a tax collector, don't collect more than you need. If you're a soldier, it's like there's, there's actions in uh-huh. accordance with repentance. Uh-huh. And sometimes the actions would be you actually owning your mistakes and living in the repercussions of your mistakes. And that would also be glorifying God. Uh. So yeah, just wanted to slide that in. Cool. That was a very nice elongated session today. That was uh, that was much longer than usual, yeah. but it's cool. It's good. Yeah. Sometimes the elongated session is is nice. Pete, I won't sweat too too much. Yeah. Oh, that no. was that wasn't easy. That was no walk in the park, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the topic for today. So the reason I brought Andrea along is because before podcasting, we were having a conversation about something, and I thought, let me bring her in. So have you guys heard of Tramway Path? No. Tramway Path, no. Okay, so basically... They sell my houses. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They sell houses. So basically, they're they're these three brothers, and what they do is, like, they have... they're, They're, like... They, they, they like work in real estate and then they like raffle off houses so so like you buy like two pound tickets uh-huh. to be entered into a raffle and then they draw like a number out at, um, at a random and then if it's, if, it's, if it's your number you get the house okay 
Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard of them. I, I didn't pay attention to their name, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like, we entered the last raffle, and, bruv, it is... <laughs> it's like euphoric gambling. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a high. And it really shows you your heart. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Bruv. Because, like, you don't want, like... I know for me, if someone I knew got got, got the house after I gave them um, um, the link, I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> Probably wouldn't would talk to them ever again. <laughs> well, it, well, yeah, it's just a, it's such a fun fun experience. Um, mm. It was great, and they are they are um, selling a new house soon. So every, everyone that's there, January tenth, no January twentieth, look out for them. Mm. Yeah, so so like you buy your tickets. I think you the minimum you can get is five tickets, so ten pounds. Then when and then you get put in the raffle, and then you get the house. Simple as that. The minimum is ten pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I and there's like a like there's like a minimum threshold of tickets that have to be sold before they will actually sell the house. Otherwise, they'll just give you like seventy percent of the money that was collected. But yeah. So that happened. It was great, and then so last time they 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 did raffle, and then whoever won won, and this time it was one NHS nurse who had a kid, single mom, da 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 da. And then it just got me thinking, like, obviously God's grace is different for everyone in it. Listen, obviously, you know people like justify stuff, like obviously. Yeah, but how do you get that house winning raffle provision from God? <laughs> I can't believe because <laughs> I need something out of my life. I can't like... today. <laughs> and like, and, and, and like, even though it's, it, it doesn't sound like a serious question, it's a serious question because like you know the rest in the Bible that say seek first the kingdom of God and all other things will be added. Okay. But you know, it, but you know. Yeah, but in life, it seems that what is added and what is received is different person to person. Sometimes people will be winning a lottery. Sometimes people um, be winning five pound um, scratch card. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> so I'm just, I, I'm just here asking, what's the formula? If there is a formula. Yeah. And, and God, special, godliness my, with contentment is, is gain, as, as it says, is it in Timothy? Yes, Pastor. That's 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 the formula. Godliness with contentment. Huh? Robert's looking at me disgusted yes, right now. Night, guys. <laughs> <coughs> no, it's not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no. Uh, so I think. So I've wondered this before, not not necessarily because I don't know these, I, I don't know these guys, I don't know these guys. But I've I've wondered about the whole lottery and and you know winning that big pot of money and stuff like that. And, and like, it doesn't even have to be lottery. It, it, it could even be, be be something like getting a job. So hmm. like, um, you know, God can make you be favored by some person on that particular day. But how come on that day it was you that was the favorite one, sort mm. of thing? 
So, it's, so is it almost like when two when two people from opposing football teams pray to God that their team wins? Yeah. And then one team wins over the other one. It's like, does that mean the person other person wasn't wasn't in the right? Uh, there was some hidden sin in his heart, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, there the, for me, sort of the conclusion has always or uh, has been. I trust that God's in control and I trust that God has better intentions than I have for myself, for me. And so it's, it's more so knowing that whatever happens or doesn't happen, if God is in control, is the best thing there is for me. And thus, I don't want to change God's mind on anything. And there'll be things that I think I want that might be good, but then might actually not be. Uh, the the guy, what's his name? I forget his name. He used to be a big thing that I used because some pastor pro- preached at my old church and they were completely wrong. But um, it was a guy, one of the one of the kings in the Bible. Um, Hezekiah. It was Hezekiah. It was Hezekiah. And when he was about to die, he goes to God and he'd be like, God, look at all these things I've done. And we built the temple and we did this and we brought worship back and everything. So don't let me die. And God relented and he didn't die. Man but said we brought worship back. <laughs> he, he, he extended his life by a certain amount of, of years. 15 I think it was years. 10 years? 15. 15. 15. But then after the fact, if you go and look at what happened at the end of his his you know extended life period he ended up giving like he ended up wasting things and and it was just it was so much worse for israel um after that that period of time and somehow his death would have been better for his legacy Mm. for the country but then because of what he thought he wanted and what makes sense yeah i don't want to die he ended up in a worse place and thus I think it comes down to just trusting God. And, you know, I, I, I can't speak to whether or not this is sin or if lottery is of the Lord and all of that. Yeah. Um, I, I always tend to ask of, is it good stewardship of what God has given you to give £100, £20, £10 to gamble with it? That's not for me to say. It's an investment cast into the seven seas. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I felt that come off from Drake. Like I said, that's not for me to say. Um, But I I think, I believe whatever happens or doesn't happen is God in control and thus is the best thing for me, regardless. Because who knows, I could get the house and because I've got a house and I don't need to work, or I could get the million pounds and that could take me down a different road. And there's all these you know hypotheticals but at the end of the day if you believe god has the best for you and he's in control of your life then you know it it boils down to what what mo said so eloquently godliness with content yeah so would you say to the homeless person on the street that this is god's best for them well again yeah and not 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 not, not uh, you know that's taking it out of context of course there's other How? things to be well there's other things to be considered if 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 some people have had homelessness and it's been a great part of their testimony it wouldn't feel like it at the time but you go and ask Bruno Mars and and his being homeless was a big part of and I'm not saying that's what God did for him but it, his being homeless at one point in time 
was a great part of, of who he is now and, and his success and his drive. And so, no, I, w- I wouldn't say to someone, oh, whilst they are sitting out in the cold, yeah, this is God's best for you. That's, that's, that's stupidity. But if you believe God's in control and, and you don't know what's got them there, but the fact that they are there, even if it's 20 years down the line that they meet Christ, that they meet God, that would be part of what God uses in their life to, you know, that would be part of what God works out for the good for those that he calls. So, yeah. <coughs> For, uh, that's those that I mean. <laughs> for those that he calls yes because it's not for everyone <laughs> yeah I, I, I wanna, yeah i think as well um sometimes we we sometimes we're in a position where we think we know what is good for us yeah as Peter was almost insinuating we think that if we won the lottery we will be cool we think that if we did this and it's like even using the jobs and stuff um we apply for jobs thinking that this job would be good for us without recognizing or understanding what the demands would be like in the job. Mm-hmm. And so you not getting a job may actually be God saving you from mental strain, from blah, 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 that you may face in that job. So mm-hmm. on the exterior, that looks like the dream job, that looks like the dream house, but you never know, like, there could be, it could be like infested with like roaches or whatever or like there's damp everywhere or like you you don't know or the house may be perfectly fine but god is just like i don't want you in that neighborhood i want you somewhere else and if you're being missional if you're living a missional life where god is like actually i don't even want you owning a house because i'm going to be shipping you out to different places Mm. and so even if it's a case of um you're going to be renting and then you live in london for like six months and then you'll be out somewhere else for six months and then when you come back you have to find another accommodation and stuff like that but at least you know that you're not paying mortgage when you're out there mm. you're not paying rent and stuff obviously like if they gave you the house for free then you don't you ain't you ain't got mortgage to pay but you're still going to be paying like utilities and stuff like that and i think there's there's the reliance on god's wisdom over our wisdom over what we think is good and i think that's the key thing and so even like even if you're playing the lottery even if you're doing these things are you relying on the lottery to remove you from your situation and to change your life or are you relying on god to do that so it's like where is your heart in that situation and so when it's like godliness with great content is is gain um but on all those who seek and uh, chase after money will pierce themselves with many pains yeah. It's like if we place our trust in these things, if we place our trust in if I can bang this house, I pay ten pounds a man gets a house. If I can do this, I'm cool, then it betrays our trust in God. It betrays our understanding of God being provider and God being good. And there have been a few rich Christians who have been like, the worst thing that has happened to me is getting rich. I need to remind myself to trust in God and not in the riches. And, and, right. and sorry, yeah, go for it. but I, I was just gonna say, and again, it's, I don't think it's even like a one brush or one, you know, one size yeah. fits all. Mm. Because there's some as well that you know that that that, that lottery win or whatever could be the thing that blesses them and mm-hmm. gets them to do something incredible for God. So it, it all comes down to their individual. I think it, it's yeah. Some people it's bad. Some people it's good. Whatever the case, I think if you're trusting in God, that's where you need to be. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew, a question for you. So, in the in the run up to the house, uh-huh. <laughs> you bought a mat. You, you bought a mat in faith, uh-huh. like a front door mat. 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Man is exp- are you exposing her like that? No, no, that's, because look, that's his face. <laughs> so, yeah, so so, so the, the question I want to ask is for you, where, uh, like, how do you reconcile like faith when it comes to God's provision? As in, like, do you move in faith, believing God will provide, or should you just wait on God to God to do whatever He's gonna do? Um, for me, I find it. I've been trained to move by faith and then trust that he provides according to his will. So I'm going to do what I know to do. And then, but always my hope is in Abba Father, not my will, but yours be done. This is my desire, but not my will, but yours be done. And these are the things that I'm putting before you, but not my will, but yours be done. And then I'm still going to move because that's the personality that I have. Like I've got crazy faith, even before... I passed my driving test. I went to the shop and bought pass plates. So the day before my test, I went to go and buy pass plates. God didn't tell me that I was going to pass, but I was just believing that I will pass. And that's, I just thought, I believed enough. I thought, okay, how can I add some activity to this faith? How can I add something to this faith? So I ordered a a doormat. And do you know what? I was people gonna go all out with the doormat. I was gonna put the names on it, our names on it, and everything. Come on. Huh. And, Come on. <laughs> and um, so I don't think, but I think it's important. And also, I believe that God showed me a house in a vision before. I don't know how I was gonna get it, whether it was gonna be one that I'll purchase or whether it was one that He's gonna give me or whichever. But I saw this opportunity. I said, wow, God, is this you? And I didn't hear a response. You, but I, just started, I just started moving. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just started moving. I'm like, okay, let's go. Mm. So, and, yeah. and then in those uh, circumstances where um, you move in faith and you don't see the fruits of your faith shown in like what you want, what does that do for you? Or like, what should you take away from that? And I'll throw that question out to everyone. Yeah, I think for me, it's like, okay, God, you, you still have a plan. So it doesn't mean, oh, oh, that means God doesn't want me to have a house ever in my life. Goodness me. No, it's like, okay, God, you still have a plan and I'm still going to have faith. And then I pray the next time you just direct my faith. But I'm still going to have faith. It's not going to be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't ever believe God in this particular area again because mm. it didn't happen this time. No, I'm just still going to have faith. Like, even even when we saw the new one, I was like, okay, that's our house. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you feel discouraged for the moment, but then you remember, actually, no. God still has a plan. What about for you guys? So, so, so... So my, my thing is, if if I'm to go based on just human wisdom, then Joseph having a dream that, you know, his pail of corn will be bowed down to by everyone else's, or him, his star will be surrounded and bowed down to by the sun and the moon and the other stars. Um, the the action following that is him getting thrown into a well and sold off to slave, uh, to slave masters. So... That 
that doesn't that doesn't fit faith. That doesn't fit your faith, or that doesn't fit what you I think, saw. I think mm. a better example than that would be um, Abraham being told by God that 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 um, um, that he would have a son. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then him moving in faith <laughs> by moving in on, on his <laughs> which is, I mean, his, well, his, his Sarah, yeah, <laughs> Sarah, 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 yeah, Sarah, Sarah wanting to help God. Um, and and doing things her way, yeah. No, that's that's the perfect example. Um, it's it's it's. I the think. Bible's like, you sure? Yeah. Right, see you <laughs> the Bible didn't. Only because you tell, babe. Only because you said I should do it. I, I don't want to do this, yeah. But for you, innit? <laughs> you guys, you guys are the worst. <laughs> Um, Actually, big question. <laughs> if your wife gave you a free pass, would you take it? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, in this day and age, in this day and age, a free pass is a death trap. Don't death do trap. it. It's a trap. Don't now, do it. As a woman, it's a death trap. You take it and you. <laughs> Fam, come oh, back home to see your stuff in black bags outside. <laughs> um. No. So. So. I think personally, I think faith and 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 our actions in faith. I, I again, I see it almost as a father looking looking at his child and seeing that they are acting, believing in something. And if you're wrong, I think God steers you right if you keep on going back to Him. Um, but if you're right, then yeah, even even when you're wrong, I think it still pleases God that because you believe Him. And because you you trust in who he is, you're doing this thing. Even if it's a little bit misguided, I think he still will then steer you right. Um, but if you're if you're right, then you know, okay, this is how God speaks to me, and it tied up with His Word, and I've got this sort of um, standard that I can measure things against to say, this is how God speaks to me, and I understand, and this is how we sort of function. So so for me, I, I think faith as as your as your faith grows and as you act on your faith so long as you're still doing it for god um or you're still doing it in in awe and in trust of god then you're good regardless well i think i think in the whole thing of uh, looking to god for something the most important thing is is like to look into god regardless of of the of the outcome So, which yeah. is hard which is hard yeah well yeah especially if you really want something and like uh, a house is no a house is no small thing like everyone's out here stressing for houses so it's it's, it's not even like a it's not it's not it's not it's, it's not, not a small thing or something. Like, this, this, <laughs> this is the livelihood of your whole like yeah. your whole family like uh, this is it's it's provision it, it's shelter it's it's security for the whole family um, I think what I w- want to chip into it is faith doesn't necessarily mean you won't make a mistake. And it's like how you almost recover from that. It's, um, yeah, f- faith doesn't necessarily mean you won't make a mistake. And faith is the evidence of things hoped for. So even though you've made a mistake, that hope should still be there. That hope that God's word will still come true should still be there. And you should still hold on to God um, in hope in faith that um, what you have said will come true even though I have made a mistake. And it's also recognising, as Peter said, all things work for the greater good. I believe that in God's hand, 
like we may make mistakes, but God almost folds that into his overall plan. Um, and so we may take the wrong step or whatever, but somehow God works it out that when we get to where we get to, we have the experiences we have. But like you may, you may purchase a new piece of something every time you put in for this raffle. And I'm not, I'm not pronouncing this, but you may, like it may not bang every time. But like when you find when it finally when you finally get the house, fam, you you've got everything you need, like stored up already, and so you're not then having to think figure out oh how am I going to get the finances to get this to get this? You've already been purchasing those along the way in faith, but I'm not necessarily saying that that's that's what's going to happen. But yeah, yeah. I believe that faith doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to make a mistake. Um, our faith is in a hope, and that hope is Jesus Christ that in him the promises of God are yes and amen. If you believe that God has said this to you, then our hope should be in that. And our faith should be the assurance of things hoped for. Mm. Um, and even it says that Abraham died in hope. And so it's, it's a case in which like he, he didn't get to see the offspring. He didn't get to see the, the multitude of people, but he still died in that hope. And he's a father of faith. And so even if it doesn't materialize, it, it's difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's difficult. Um, but still retaining that hope that in Jesus, God's promises are yes and amen. And, and as it says, um, it, like he's, he's given himself to us in Jesus. What else shall separate us from the love of God? What else? Like if he's given us his son, he's given us himself. What yeah. else will he not give to us? Yeah. Um, and so trusting in the goodness of God and in the faithfulness and provision of God and retain, like, retaining that hope in whatever happens, even when we feel we've made a mistake, not losing hope that in God, he can still turn this around for his glory and our good. Um, so yeah, just retaining hope, even when you feel like you've made a mistake, retaining hope that God's word will still be yes and amen. I think it's, it's worth just mentioning as well that where some of those hopes and desires don't materialize, sometimes God is actually showing you you know, actually, this wasn't what I said. You saw mm. that girl. You really liked that girl, and you th- you heard. <laughs> you heard. <laughs> you heard your mouths. That that's your future wife, but really, that's oh. not what you heard. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? This this story scared me. I heard this story before I got married. A guy had a dream that he met his wife in church, and like wife was wearing this dress blah 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 during the service two twos he goes to church and the woman is there in the dress everything so he's like well god this is you and the woman scattered his life hey absolutely scattered his life and god was like that dream wasn't for me like (laughs) you did not there was no discernment there was you saw the thing you got gassed you jumped in both feet Two two scatter. Yeah. Oh wow. So, so all I, teams I, are equal. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think there also has to be an honest reflection on on the state of our hearts and there's an examination on the state of hearts, especially when those things that we've we've got faith for don't necessarily happen as we want them to. And, and sometimes we, you're you're still you're okay, you're good. You, there's to be hope, as as has been said. But sometimes God is actually saving you from something, and mm. it's worth being mindful of that as well. Amen. Okay, final question before we wrap up. <laughs> Just a quick one. If you could ask God for anything, um, and it was 
bad consequence free. So like we don't have any bad consequences as a result of asking God for whatever. What would you ask him for? I feel like my answer would be boring. I'll give it. And then we'll be the judge. It will, it will be it will be along like the spiritual lines. So yeah, I want nothing like I'm in a place where it's just like Yeah, like mm, I don't know. Mm. Peter. So it's it's an impossible <laughs> it's an impossible one. No, 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 it's an impossible one, but it's one that I genuinely have prayed. Um and it is that he takes away free will. He takes away my free will and like takes control it's it's weird but that that would be the one thing i'd ask which is probably one thing he won't do but yeah so what did you have living that life with no free will look like oh it'd be pleasing him <laughs> entirely <laughs> i'd like be good Christ, every step i'd be good I'd but be would it be pleasing good. to him though because because this you're not choosing thing. to like live your life for uh. him that's why that's why it probably is the one thing he probably won't do um, but it'll be like if if I if the the way I try to rationalize it is if it's my car and I let you drive, then you know it's I've chosen to let you drive, you know because I trust that you're taking me to the right place, sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. Cool, Andrea. I want, and it's probably a common one, but this is what I've desired for a really long time. I want all the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that exists. Wow. <laughs> wow, that exists? <laughs> I swear there's a quick one as a story about that. <laughs> there's a what? Quick one, Nancy. You don't know, you don't know, Nancy. I know Nancy. I know Nancy. Oh, I Nancy. Oh, you guys are pagans, bro. <laughs> Robert, what about you? Huh? What about you? A quick 300 million, fam. What Just would that? you do with it? What would you do with it? What Just would you 300 million. You won't even make yourself a billionaire. Nah, but the, the, thing, is, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, yeah, if he has the peas and Jaya has the wisdom, they can flip it. Tell you! I'm telling you right now. They can what flip it. That's not what Robert was thinking. That's though. not that's not because he that's his not. his thing didn't include her, but they can flip it. <laughs> <laughs> they can flip it. But I think I think on my side, um, I've 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 been wrestling with the notion of wisdom. So mine would have been along the lines of wisdom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but my genuine conviction right now is that on this side of the crucifixion wisdom is being led by his spirit mm. and it's just like because even with solomon having the wisdom and them things there like man still did the whole madness and plus there's a wisdom for action but then there's like spiritual discernment Come on. that almost cuts through that and so i think my prayer will be along the lines of that where it's just like there is this clean cut like ability to discern what the spirit is saying to me um to be able to like sit in his love and have that ability to just be like almost like moses when he could tangibly hear god lift up your stuff cool let's do this Um, yeah you know (laughs) 
I think I think that that will be along the levels of what, and that's why I'm like it'll be boring because like I know that Robert's trying to find like oh yeah man wants the house, man wants that Steve Jobs sort of position and then things there, but I'm like yo like if Jaya bangs all the wisdom she can get into Steve Jobs position tomorrow. Mm. If 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 uh, Peter's got like or like he's not he ain't got no free will then right yeah that's I don't know where God is gonna take him but that's a madness. Um, but just yeah, just just the wisdom. That's guaranteed and the heaven, though. <laughs> it's, it's guaranteed heaven, but fam, you you may be like ministering to some triads and stuff, just on a whole different <laughs> fam. Mud. Um, but yeah, I think mine would be along that lines. Um, just yeah, just being able to have like that clear discernment as to like the leadership and um, of the Holy Spirit and His movement and stuff. Well, you guys have fun with those whilst I'll be in my ten houses. Amen. Amen. <laughs> do you think? Do you think I have a question. Mm. Do you with this question that Bobby asks and answers that each and each of us have given? Do you think that God could give us these things? Apart from Peter's, yes. Is but even a- in Pe- even in Peter's, I think that growing in godliness and dying to self. Die. come on almost falls along along those lines but it's like you are sacrificing but i know it's difficult like god just takes away your free will it's different so I'm, I'm, from I'm, you putting yourself on the altar i'm i'm smart i'm smart lazy because dying <laughs> yourself still requires dying yes if there's no free will this is a free ride like i don't care <laughs> i'm just smart lazy it's different <laughs> so you, yours could be answered in in from the sense of like a deep conviction to die to self Mm. Which you no, I think you're building. It's still painful. It's still it's, painful. It's, it's, it's painful. It's if painful, there's no free will, it's not painful. If there's no free will, you're a pen writing. You're oh, doing this what is you're the guy. To. This is the guy here yeah, that that does press up some glass for joke, and he's talking but about also, it's not... also there the may not be pain, but also not be any enjoyment either. Yeah. Who cares about enjoyment? <laughs> 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 this is why. This is why. This is the one thing I know I will never get. That I've asked for and before. So you want to be in heaven just for the sake of being in heaven? Well, no, I want to be just pleasing to God and not have any of the inhibitions that my humanity and my sin brings into the equation. Even though that's part of the process, yeah. Part of being pleasing to God is enjoying Him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Makes sense, and that's why it's a ridiculous question. That's why well, it's a ridiculous answer because it's it's completely ridiculous. Then I know I'll never get it, but I've asked for I've asked for it before. I am ridiculous. Oh dear. Emphasis on the... <laughs> so Robert, Robert, what, what if like God gave you the 300 million? Would you pay tax on it? Would you pay tax? <laughs> hey, your church loves you, you know? It's in increments. Of, I'm going to give them all at once. No, but I was about to say, if God gave you that lump sum and called you to give it all away. I'll do it in a second. Robert's flinching. <laughs> I'd be burning, but I'd do it. <laughs> I, I, I can't lie. Yeah. I would do it, but I'd be burning. Yeah. Or, or I wouldn't do it and ask for forgiveness. No! Thank <laughs> <laughs> okay. God for grace. <laughs> With that. So. Oh, mate. That's bad. I that think is mad. To not give it away. If God said give it away, 
I'd be yeah. scared to spend that money. Yeah, honestly, pretty much this is true. If I knew it was good to say in it, if I knew without hundred percent without a doubt it was good. Bam, and you will you will find every reason God. I know this is not you because you just gave it to me. So it's true. You'll be like, nah, this this is not of you, God. Like, but that's, that's would... one that's one of the things that surprises me about Abraham because human sacrifice. Well, there was no precedent for human sacrifice yeah. before Christ. God said, kill Isaac. It would have been so easy to be like, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh Especially after you've given up your first child. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gave up Ishmael, didn't you? Yeah. It's mad. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'll see you guys in the mansion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you and come you know, to visit us. And you know what, yeah? The thing is, me being such an honourable person, I will pay you for you to give me some of what God has given you. So that way everyone gets gets a bit of everything. Like, you're so humble. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh gosh. So kind. Trying, trying, trying. Be made into the image of Christ, didn't it? It's not easy, but but we get it. That's why you're cracking. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's let's do some hookups. Yes, sir. Um, um I'll go. Do you want to go first? Yeah, go, go first, go first. Oh, okay. My hookup is a Netflix series I'm watching at the minute. The People vs. OJ. Oh, mm, it's dope. I watched that. It's dope. Yeah, I'm on episode six, I think it is. And yeah, so it, it's just basically like a dramatization of um, the OJ trial and stuff. It's deep. And that Marcia lady, she's a pagan. She's a pagan. Well, watch it. it. You, you should. It's really good. Yeah, Ross is in it. Yeah. 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 yeah he's Rob Kardashian. <laughs> That's the one with Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr., isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah he's OJ. John Travolta's in it too. Yeah. And then Sterling K. Knight. Hang yeah. to Oh. My thing is an app um, called Fit On. Um, I sent I sent the link to the Mandem, but no one responded because they're pagans. Um, but it's a free app that has like um, a whole lot, a whole heap of um, training videos. Um, for the most part, you can like no equipment needed. You can do them at home. Gems has been banging them out, and yeah, they're like five to twenty-five, thirty-minute workouts that you can get done at home. And uh, as all um, apps try to do now there's a social element where you can connect with friends have accountability and um just kind of you can even like train together so you can like set times to train together with other people and then all of you kind of log in at the same time and watch the videos at the same time and train even though you're not physically together so yeah um i'm going to be trying to jump on that myself car lockdown weight is real um so yeah try try shift this whilst homeschooling amen Cool. My hookup is going to be um, it's one I've hooked up before, but uh, New Year, maybe you're trying to build some habits, maybe you're trying to um, journal a bit more, but you don't really like journaling, you don't really want to, you know, do the whole shebang of bullet journals and stuff like that. It's an app called Dailyo, where you just set the things that you want to do every day. And at the end of the day, you set a time, it reminds you, you just tick off what you've done and you give yourself like an overall rating 
for that day and it's literally just like almost multiple choice um and it just records it month on month and you you get to see your know, trends of what you've been doing and how it's been affecting your mood so it's really it's really good way of journaling without really journaling it's called daily how do you spell that uh d-a-y-l-i-o yeah thanks Peter. it sounds Andrew? like a um, habit tracker but yeah yeah kind of yeah andrew hello um look i have a couple um so one how many can i give is it just one you can you can give to you can give to you Robert's Robert, not gonna Robert do anything he's not, he's not gonna do anything it says two <laughs> listen <laughs> Robert is no respecter of man he <laughs> um, okay so I'll just do one no I'll do your two do your two okay thank you <laughs> okay so the first one is um it's on the bible app the bible in one year 2021 by nikki gumball um i found reading that really helpful especially the devotionals and then going through the chapters covering the old testament and the new testament and it just gives an all-rounded view of what's happening at the time he connects the old testament with the new testament and always brings in the gospel um, and it's just really empowering. And then the second one is a YouTube channel and it's called Jenny Weaver Worships. And I don't know if this is a bit out there. Well, it's not too out there. But um, she recently did a prayer like video on self-deliverance um, and just going through the different doors that people may open in their lives, how to close them, how to deliver yourself and just close the doors and be set free. And I'm really passionate about that. So, yeah, those two. Don't. Sorry, when, 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 when you said deliver yourself and like opening doors and closing doors, I was thinking about like chakras and stuff. Um, <laughs> no, no, I like... Th- no, like casting out demons. And- yeah, no, no. It's like I watched um, Avatar: Legend of Aang, and to finally get into the Avatar state, he had to like open all of the chakras and stuff. So that's that's where it's about. Yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah, cool. Thank you, Angela. Can we find you online anywhere? Who? You. Oh, me. Okay, so I'm kind of like off social media, but I am on at when it matters underscore therapy the heart she shares at the heart she shares nice i'll give this over to peter i i endorse i endorse both of them um when it matters therapy like yo that that random click on it see what i'm gone yeah um it's it's like Ever since I invested into that, I'm a new man to my wife. Yeah? That's all I'm saying. Come on. <laughs> For those who don't know um, what it is, can you give just to give like a little description, please? Who, me? Yes, Andrew. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, um, it's, a, it's a spa and massage company. 
mobile spam. It's a mobile. It's a mobile spam. They come to you. They come, fam. Yes. And we come to you and we offer different services, massages, facials, waxing, body scrubs, and the lot. But no happy endings. No. (laughs) Fam, you have to ask the questions. (laughs) People be expecting sometimes, you know. (laughs) What they be hoping. (laughs) Absolutely no happy endings. And the heart she said is... um, a Christian page where I just share prayers and encouragement and there's going to be a lot more activity on that page very soon. Yeah, Have you been asked to, to, to give a happy ending before? Yes! I told you this already. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's not, not, not such a funny question now, is it? <laughs> it's, it's, it can be a really inappropriate field. I'm happy it can be. Feel. What? Yeah. That's that's mad. How how do you even broken that question? Um, so what? Mm. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, people have quite wild. Crazy. That's yeah. That's Peter's eyes are just like. Peter's face is a meme right now. Peter's face is a meme right now. What what I'm gonna say? If you miss 100% of the shots, you don't take. <laughs> wow. So, are you are you encouraging men to ask for a happy ending? Apart from not from Andrea, but anywhere else, you never know. <laughs> you might find your future wife in, in the process. Robert's letting us know be surprised. He's letting us know to not be surprised if he gets pulled up on it. That is ridiculous. That's mad. Not really. <laughs> you know the world we live in. <laughs> it's a sort of uh, anyway. Anyway, look, listen. Hey, uh, you need to, you need to walk around with a taser or a knife. No. Hey. <laughs> it's real, boy. Ooh. Anyway, shout out to Root for the intro out to music. Hang that cover on the board, ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the French UK. Instagram TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundclap.com forward slash the Baptist First No Apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites and apps, including Spotify, iTunes, them things there. The Blacksmith Furnace with the Apostrophe. And that's it. Andrea, once again, thank you for coming down. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, man. Pleasure having you. And yeah, so this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Blah.